I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like to welcome you to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. You know, one of the best parts about doing this podcast is getting super stoked on a new band and then getting a chance to chat with the people who make the music and bringing that chat to you. This week is no exception. I chatted with Lane and Jack from the Ohio band Kaiba about what it's like to make music in small towns and more importantly, what it's like to make music that is distinctly your own. I think we had a really great chat. Before we get started though, I'd like to remind you about the comics, zines, and other cool things I've been doing over on patreon.com slash human machine. For as little as $3, you can get access to the full zine archive, as well as playthrough videos and other exciting things. Stop by patreon.com slash human machine to check it out. And now, let me play something for you. You're hearing Blue Mirror Window by Kaiba, featuring my new pals Lane on guitar and vocals and Jack on drums. Head over to Bandcamp after the show and download their demo, Three Trists, and maybe throw them a couple bucks while you're at it. First thing I told my parents I wanted to be when I grew up uh, was a garbage man. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why. I thought it was cool that they got to, like, uh, ride on the trucks and stuff. But I don't know. I always I wanted to be something cliche, I think, when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, like a doctor or whatever. My, my dad always, like, uh, was very adamant about me doing something that would be, like, lucrative. Like, even now, he's like, how are you going to make money with this journalism degree? Um, but but now, uh, I don't I don't I don't want to be anything that I that I used to think I did when I was a kid, uh, uh, because everything I wanted to do when I was a kid was like some some thing you'd have to, like, go to grad school to do, you know, like that's what? Just not what I wanna do. Uh, you know, like, like doctor, like you mentioned. medical field, yeah. uh, you know, that that type of stuff. But, you know, that's. I have no no interest in any of that stuff now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's wild, like how there's a, there's a lots of stuff like that. Just just you know, in the last like um, fifteen or twenty years, like people my age, like we may have fantasized about something like reporter, you know, or or like we want to write for a newspaper and these fields are just like so different now than mm-hmm. they were, you know, like my partner actually like that was like her big thing. She went to school, she got an English degree and then it's just like, she's like, I'm going to work in a newspaper when I get out of college. And then it was like, there's no newspaper jobs, you know, like, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's wild. Like, yeah, I, I, I study journalism and honestly, it's 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 really weird. It's it's a very strange field now, especially like 
post quarantine and everything because you can like have a real journalism job and like never go into an office, never see any of your coworkers' faces. Like it all feels like very detached. Like it almost doesn't feel like a real job, mm-hmm. you know? And so I don't know. It, it's, I kind of have like a distaste for the whole thing because of that. Um, it's, it's not, um, it's no longer, especially now that like, you know, nobody, young people don't read newspapers or, or buy newspapers. So it's, journalism is not what it looks like in, in the movies or like even yeah. by, by the time I was a, I was a junior or senior in high school, I, I, I knew that I wanted to do like journalism or something, uh, related to that, um, rather than like go to grad school or anything. And, um, it is not what you, uh, what, how you romanticize it when you're young. It's, right. It's different. So let me ask you just be just like out of sheer ignorance or whatever, I apologize about the ignorance of the question, but what does that look like now? Like, are you, is, is, are you, are you sort of in a, in a, or, or like, not necessarily like this is something that's uh, happening to you right now, but like, are you, as a journalist, like, are you going to get put in a Rolodex and it's, it's, it's someone at a publication, like shooting you an email, like we want you to like write about this or are you pitching things to publications? Like how does this work in today's day and age? Like as far as like how you apply yourself to a potential uh, employer, um, do you go on salary, like with a publication, like stuff like that? It really depends on, on what your role is and who you're working for. Like I actually, I, I have never even like had like a real journalism job. I've, I've read, written and done editing for like organizations, um, like at OU. Um, but I'm like in the process of applying for like internships and stuff so I can graduate right now. But my friends who who have like had real jobs in journalism, their experience has been like uh, for, for smaller publications and stuff. It's often like, you know, your editor will will email you a story like from another publication and say, like, scalp this basically, like mm. just uh, re- rewrite this thing. Um, uh but don't exactly copy it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, smaller publications. It's often, you're just kind of, it's, it feels like busy work. And then on top of the fact that, you know, you got that via email and you're just doing it like in your living room. That's why it, it, it hardly feels like a, like a real job, but also it's it, in, in that same sense, it's kind of a, it's kind of a luxury to be able to do all that from home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a long way from like, you know, uh, the uh, romanticized versions of these things in in films where you're going somewhere and tracking down a lead and you know yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, um, writing it in your writing it in your notepad and 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 rushing back to the uh, to the newsroom to write yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, Jack? What did you imagine yourself doing? I think <clears throat> I think when I was a kid, I always said I wanted to be a veterinarian. Yeah, uh, but. I, I mean, I think I'm generally too squeamish about any sort of medical stuff to to do anything like that. Oh, so yeah. I'm just, uh, I just like am an English major uh, and I'm probably not going to do anything with that, honestly. Yeah. I do love it though. Like I truly like, I mean, it's, it's like cliche to say this and probably not true, but I do feel like I have like a special connection with like a lot of 
like the animals that have come and go like in my life. Mm -hmm. Are you vegan? No, I'm not. Okay. So I was going to say, you, you, you don't know, like you can, like vegans can like, we can communicate with animals. We like, yeah, right. we have this, like, no, I always make that joke though. Cause it's so weird. Like I, like I'll, I'll, I'll just like be, be, uh, like hiking or something. And I'll like look over and there's just a deer, like a few feet away from me. And I'm right. like, Oh, it's cause I'm vegan. Like they, they can smell it. <laughs> like there's like, you know, they sniff it out. They're like, yeah, you haven't eaten anything. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> you eat the same stuff that I do. I can tell. It's all they good. They have to overlook it for me. Yeah. Look my sins. Yeah. It, it's, you know, they're, they're more understanding than we are probably a lot of times. That's uh, true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's, I, de I definitely uh, feel similarly. Like, I think that, you know, there's always like the um, part of you that's like, oh, I, I would love to like take care of uh, of of a you know a poor creature that needs help and et cetera et cetera. But then there's the part where you actually have to put like your you know your hands into the uh, into the you know like wounded meat of them and just right. like, the, all that stuff or, is like oh gosh I can't and like so much of a vet's job I think is just like euthanization which is so sucks oh yeah uh, that'd be um that would be emotionally taxing on on a daily level um, yeah yeah i don't know um so when did like um you know music come into uh the equation for for either one of you like was this um something that you know, your families were, were big on music, like, or, um, you know, since you were just talking, Jack, like how, how did music come into your life? Um, well, I, I, so I started like hitting stuff when I was like a very little kid and my mom and dad got me a, like a toy drum. And then by the time I was like or something I think I had like an actual like you know starter drum kit okay uh, and you know I just that I also just like beat up didn't really like I don't know I mean I don't know how much you can actually like practice when you're like a child because you just don't have the <laughs> the patience or whatever see I uh, that's I would be on the same like I would be on the same thing that you're on right now too. Like I would, I would agree with that. But then I see these kids on like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, and like six, and they're amazing. And you, like, yeah, they could outplay me now. You know, like yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, obviously it's just one of those things that's case by case. But like Definitely. in your case, you, you know, you, your parents recognized this was a thing that, that yeah. could could be a release for you. Definitely. I really appreciate their willingness to like support that, especially because neither of them are musicians. Uh, and I know it annoyed the shit out of my mom to have me playing drums all the time. But, you know, she got me lessons. She got me, you know, like she's gifted me nicer and newer drum kits like throughout my life and like stuff with drums, like just 
very supportive of that aspect of my life and and even now like of my music that I'm currently doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um what about you, Lane? Um I would say the first time that I really um I don't know just like recognized how much I love music um was when I was I think like six or seven and um my uncle would like burn a bunch of music on a cds for me and then i would like listen to it before i went to bed on this like lightning mcqueen cd player that i had um just like for hours and hours instead of not going to sleep and then or in- instead of going to sleep um then my grand uh uh paid for some like piano lessons for me when i was um i think in fourth grade and i did that for a few years Truthfully, the main reason I did it was because my grandma would take me to McDonald's <laughs> before piano before piano practice, um, and she would let me get like a caramel frappe, and so I would just be like ex- like an extremely caffeinated like nine year old, <laughs> like old woman's home, um, playing like ragtime music, um, and then. Uh, uh, I, I used to uh, I used to go to church when I was a kid, um, and I, I went to youth group. And uh, like the youth pastor knew that I had like experience with music, and they needed like uh, a guitarist for like the church, like youth church band. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I I I'd be willing to to try to do it. Um, so that's kind of why I started uh, playing guitar. And then uh, uh, I got like a, I had like a summer job uh, as a lifeguard and I just started like buying more and more uh, guitar stuff with the money from that. And, uh, and then, you know, that, that the rest is history. Yeah. But they were, they were really just like, oh, Lane, you like music, play guitar. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Yeah. You, you like to drink, well. you like to drink caffeine and, and rock out like here. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, did your grandma not know that, that, that those were caffeinated? Did she just think that was I like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know, uh, what, what she thought about that, but I bet she didn't. Yeah. I bet she didn't know. I don't think that she knew, honestly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, yeah, there's 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 so much about like these like you know the the way they call all these different um like fl- the flavor variations that they have and stuff and some of them really do just sound like oh that's a little dessert in a, yeah, in yeah, a cup, exactly. you know? And so yeah, I'm always curious like do people do people know what they're getting? Um yeah, it's just wild. Yeah, I also think that she was just like, um, you know, this this was our this was our our agreement or our bargain. You know, it's like I get, you know, McDonald's and I'll go to piano lessons without without complaining a single time. Yeah, you know, so that's my reward, the caramel fro. Now, can you still play piano? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's it, th- that's something that I, uh, you know, I'm glad that my parents didn't um, push something like that on me. But at the same time, like, because I feel like I would have, I'd be in the same position. Like I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have stuck, you know, but like, that's one of those things that I'm always like, I wish I knew how to play 
piano now, you know? Yeah. Because um, I can just, like, I, I can, I don't know. I can play well enough to, like, I don't know what any of the notes are. I just know Me which ones sound good, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I can, that's the beauty about when you record yourself, right? You can just do enough takes, like, mm -hmm. that something that it'll work out, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry to bust, bust anybody's bubble if they think that I can actually play piano. Um, I can. <laughs> like, I can, I can get the take, you know? Yeah. If somebody was like, play that live, I'd be, oh. <laughs> yep, I, um, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I did enjoy it for a time, but I think that, you know, as I was uh, getting older, I, I got to the point where I, I started to lose interest in playing uh, classical music, and that's all really that my teacher uh, focused on. And that that's kind of when I decided to play guitar, too, is because I was like, I want to play an instrument that's more geared toward just like playing um you know like just contemporary stuff yeah, yeah. you know with what you know you can get on like ultimateguitarcabs.com and, and learn any song you want or youtube so yeah the, the piano tabs i they might have piano tabs just on there i don't know i'm sure they have something similar i don't know i can't read music though so i'm sure that thing like that for piano players who can't read music yeah i'm my partner um and I like we used to play in a band together, and um, she uh, plays piano, and she can read music. And and when she was, it, it was always like, "What notes are you playing?" And like, so I I could get, I could, I could get by on that, you know. Uh, yeah. Enough. And and then she'd write it all out, and I'm like, I have no idea what. This, yeah, I, you I, know? I, <laughs> but, uh, I I have like a minimal under. <clears throat> of like music theory and stuff is is an overstatement honestly yeah. we have a kind of similar situation with our bassist jeff because he actually like knows a lot more about like the theory aspect than we do and especially me i i play drums and can't read even drum uh music so it's just like it's funny when like we're in practice or whatever trying to figure something out and like i feel like we're all speaking a different language from him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I definitely have been in that situation where like um I was severely like outknowledged by some like it it was kind of funny the one thing that comes to mind was I was like 17 and um we lived in we lived in like a, a you know, pretty small town, but uh there was a uh, me and my two other friends and we had had this band for a while and we just like never could like sort of keep a bass player and um like we're all like 17 you know and we're we're renting out this warehouse practice space and uh you know this um we got we had like a i don't know it was like a, a thing in a music shop you know just like take our numbers and call us so we had this guy come out and like I talk, I had talked to him. I'm like, yeah, meet us out here, and then if you, you know, we'll we'll jam and we'll see how it goes. And um, this guy was like 28, you know, <laughs> and uh, he had like a five string bass, and he was like, he he was, you know, he was finger picking. He was like using his thumb. He was like super good. But we were playing like basically like uh, Fat Records music, you know, like just like SoCal punk. 
and and he's like so he's te- he's telling us he's like oh now you're playing the d7 now you're doing this now you're doing that i'm like i have no idea what i'm doing like and <laughs> yeah. um and then he's like yeah we like pretty much had all these songs and like we're 17 so we're like these we know we know these songs like blah 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 and he's like what if we tried it this way <laughs> and all this stuff and it was it's just this really awkward situation um like you know i'm sure that your your band dynamic is not that awkward but it's just <laughs> it it could it could be like sometimes when you know when someone comes in to a project that you know where the um the the um idea of what the project is is isn't clear and then like the level of knowledge is so often in that case like obviously age as well but um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know um it, it's um you know you said that uh jeff is, has like a lot of uh the sort of technical knowledge as far as like theory and stuff but um Jeff also is the one that recorded the demo. Like, is that something that is new for all of you? Like, or have you all done like recordings in like previous bands and stuff? Well, I mean, we, we, I think we've all done recordings in previous bands, but none of us have handled it actually. But Jeff uh, is like, He's an engineer, like uh, like a music engineer, like that's what he went to school for, and he teaches college course um, on it uh, as well. So he obviously has like uh, an in depth like technical knowledge of it that none of us uh, do. Okay. So like I trust him to do it, and like uh, you know he's like not you know super happy with how the demo sounds. I think oh, okay because it was like super rushed and. Uh, he literally mixed it in the van on tour. Um, so like <laughs> it did, I don't think that he wanted it to sound the way that it does, even though I think it sounds cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's sort of where my question was going because like the thing is like, uh, I don't know if y'all have read the review that I did of it or not. Um, we did. Okay. Nice. Because uh, yeah, I mean like, I think that, I that I was really curious like was this a was this a mistake or 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 was this Here's the thing. A lot of people try to do what y'all did with that, like, and don't succeed because it's hard to make, it's hard to sort of backwards engineer 
like with <laughs> digital recording. It's it's hard to yeah. like backwards engineer that really raw like live sound. And yeah. I think like like I like I said in the review, like you know, um, so I'm not like I'm not you know like it it does it at first it is like what's happening but then once you <laughs> once you're like okay this is what this sounds like like i feel like it's that's the reason why it grabbed me like the way it did because there's nothing like that sounds like that right now like i think it really reminded me and i didn't put this in the review because i i was trying to keep the review short and if you read any of the other ones sometimes i did not succeed at that but um like i was trying to keep them all short so i could get maybe three on a page you know or whatever but i was trying to get the point across you know um but it really reminds me of that kmb communique seven inch which is probably my favorite seven inch of all time so that the the you know the um as weird as the way i am saying all this might sound like that's like a really huge comp compliment for we me. We love that band. You know, we yeah. that last night. That is a huge compliment. That seven inch is amazing, and like I just don't think you get that recording now. You know, like yeah, you could try. It's like what would you have to do, like to? I think you'd have to like record it on a four track and then mix it in your DAW. You know, I think that's how you would get that sound if you could get it. You know, I don't, I don't know, but like, that's what I really appreciate about like y'all's demo. And I, and I'm like, you know, there's, of course there's that part of me, like, I'm sure this was, you know, what, what's on Jeff's mind and perhaps a, a bit on, you know, the rest of the band's mind. Of course that's that, there's that part of me that's like, I want to hear these songs, like the way that they sound like for real, like when you're in front of the band, like the most realistic like version of that and right. perhaps that recording is not that you know but um mm -hmm. so there is that like oh, i wondered what this would sound like you know when when <clears throat> they get the the recording to sound exactly the way they want it or whatever but like yeah. at the same time it's like very cool that like even if this was an accident that it worked out that way because i think yeah i mean it just really there's some like there's something about it that's like you know like no matter how good um a, a this band or that band or that band is like if you put a lot of recordings next to each other we're talking like very similar like um feelings you know that they evoke like um because we have a similar we have like sort of a standard of sound quality or however you want to put it you know now and a lot of bands like it's like they're using the same mix references, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For sure. And uh, and I and it really stood out for that. And um, yeah. yeah. So just yeah, yeah. Just so now that I've rambled rambled for like ten minutes about that, like just you know, give me each of your own impressions about you know the demo and and what you think works and doesn't work about it. Well, first thing I want to say is that a thing that Jeff had always pressed for during the recording process was like getting a raw sound, getting like the intensity that, you know, it, like he didn't want any of the, of the live performance to die in recording. And that's another reason that he wanted to do it live and not track it. 
and I, I really appreciate that he pushed for that. I think it was the right decision, especially for a demo. <clears throat> I agree. And as far as like what worked and didn't, like I think all of it is in a way an accident because it's like we have all these different factors where Jeff is very proficient at what he does. He's intelligent. He knows, you know, this is his like job essentially. Um, at the same time, our equipment isn't like the best stuff that you can get. We had failures too. We had many failures and, and, you know, and then again, he had three days to mix the entire demo. Uh, so it's like kind of, uh, a confluence of like all, all those things or where, where it's just like, it just ended up sounding the way it does. I think because of all those factors and in that way, it's an accident. And in that way, like, I think it's successful because, I mean, a lot of my favorite stuff has this, like, weird, like, like I, I think one of my, probably my favorite emo album ever is that Brave Little Abacus album, Just Got Back From Discomfort, and that sounds, like, bizarre, the way that it's it's recorded and mixed, and, like, there's, like, these weird fade-outs and stuff, and it's, like, it makes no sense, but it's, at the same time, it, like, has that, that rawness to it, and it's just, like, it feels like it was just that one guy, like in his basement recording all the parts like it's so special for that mm. what about yeah. you what about you lane i agree i think that um well <clears throat> i guess my hope in hearing the finished product was you know i i kind of thought of the same album and i was like i find that album you know in, endearing because of the way it sounds and so my hope was that people would find our demo endearing for the same reasons and i i think that jack said it very accurately with that the the end product was like uh uh kind of a comp mix between a, a mistake and an accident i mean the the final recording of a blue mirror window that ended up on that demo um we had just finished like the last recording session that we had time for like before leaving for tour like it was not possible to get any more takes or do anything else and jeff like messaged us in our group chat and was like somehow like the mic on on your amp is like way too far away like what happened and i was like i don't know i don't remember bumping it you didn't move it i don't know like how it ended up too far away too uh, too far away from the amp or uh, or the cab rather but um you know a lot of stuff um didn't go as planned in the process of recording it and it was all very rushed but you know i i i think that the the qualities that uh it, it ended up having because of that um uh i kind of like it I, I don't mind it yeah 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 it's it's um it's it's really weird sometimes how you how you can have these like you know i'm thinking about like a particular album where like one of my children like so you know on a on a lot of like um interfaces there'll be um there'll be certain um inputs that have phantom power and yeah. so so there's like uh say like in my on mine it's one through four you know and then um mm -hmm. and then then uh five through eight aren't aren't phantom powered um so the thing is like you um have um those little those little lights there like when you press it in, the phantom power's on, 
and when <laughs> it's not. And um, like, it turns out that like small children like to push buttons that have lights on them. <laughs> and so, like, one time I'm recording drums for an album, and I like I get you know everything done and luckily it was only just like the last song but i just like i'm putting the guitars like on this and i come in and i'm just like where is this like where is this like floor tom or whatever you know what uh whatever particular um track it was that was in this range and <laughs> and uh and it just like wasn't there and mm -hmm. um so i'm like uh well um, I guess I'm going to use this like overhead track and I'm going to sort of scoop the floor tom like out of it. Like if I can do <laughs> that, you know, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like from an engineer's perspective, of course, like Jeff could only be the only one to speak to, you know, how he resolved that issue in, yeah. in y'all's recording, you know, but it was mm -hmm. probably, you know, a, a lot of like you know perhaps it was a lot of uh, compression and trying to find and match it to you know the previous tracks or whatever but yeah um yeah it's really it it's really is like a lot of things that can 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 happen that affect the way something ends up and and uh yeah sometimes like it it can certainly be you know, a, a happy, a happy accident, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, like a lot of the situations where bands record now are so, um, it, they're so controlled and they're so clean, you know, that like, yeah. um, we, we can like reliably predict like what the outcome's going to be a lot of times. And so mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's pretty fun to, 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 to find out like, you know, different, um, things that have happened that have, you know, um, the out yeah. where the outcome was, you know, something uh, out of the ordinary or whatever. Um, yeah. are there any, like, like, um, fa like, do you all have like favorite, like memories or something from this recording session? Like, like weird things that happened that that were you know just like fun or or um other than the the cab thing like that um that challenged like your perspective of the experience or or added to it in some way i think the the biggest thing for us um or or maybe for me at least is just that like you know we've been a band since summer of 2018 this was our first time like like really recording like outside of of live sessions some live set stuff that we've done um and so it was kind of our first opportunity to like really like hear what we sound like you know because i feel like when you're when like you're playing and you listen to yourself it's like it's you don't really get an idea of what you sound like until you like have like decent recordings of your of your band but also at the at the same time, I still feel like because of the quality of the of the demo and the limitations that we had, it's like we still haven't like cemented an exact sound, you know, in terms of our recorded material. Like, I still I don't know like what our next release is going to sound like or or how we're going to approach it. But I feel like because of the way that the demo sounds, it's 
uh, it's pretty open-ended. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I've been told that, that, you know, y'all do have a, like a pretty full set of songs that you're getting like, if not like ready to record, but that, you know, it wouldn't be too long before that might happen. And you said that, you know, you don't have, um, like a, a, a plan or whatever at this point. Um, but is like, ha, so none of that's come up like as far as like, oh, maybe next time we'll do track by track or, you know, like individual instrument by instrument or, you know, none of that. Like, ha, have any of you had experiences with that previously? Um, so I used to, I played in a band in high school where we tracked things individually. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't like doing that. I, yeah. It's. It, it's stressful for me, and I, I think that um, Jeff's approach, uh, I, I, I appreciate it. Um, as Jack said, I, I think that his idea of... Jeff is very adamant about doing only, like, three or four takes of something and then, like, moving on because his in, in, in his mind, it's like the fatigue of doing a take over and over again. Like, you, you lose the energy, and it becomes, like like taxing and stuff and so and more robotic and more robotic yeah exactly um and so tracking is not something that interests me necessarily and i i haven't liked doing it in the past um however i i don't we haven't talked a whole lot about uh our next recording uh endeavor just because all we have right now is like a, a sort of a loose goal for like july having something out hopefully um but I, I'm not. I'm not sure if, if we intend to try to do it in Jeff's basement again, or if we want to like do it live again, but maybe in in a studio space. I don't know. I guess we just have to discuss it. But we definitely want to have something out. We're all moving to Pittsburgh in July, and we want to put out one more release before we're before we all leave Athens. Basically, is our goal. Ah, what um, <clears throat> what specifically about Pittsburgh um, drew you all to make that decision? Um, <clears throat> well, for one, we, you know, a lot of us have, have friends there, uh, that, you know, like even friends that moved from Athens to Pittsburgh so that we have like at least some kind of base there. Uh, and I've been to Pittsburgh a lot personally. I played with, uh, my band in Pittsburgh a couple of times, uh, like a, from a while ago. And I, I really liked the place. I liked the scene. It's, you know, I, in terms of music scenes, like Athens is like pretty dead. There's not really much interesting going on. And we know for a fact that there is cool stuff uh, and, and a lively scene in Pittsburgh. So it, it definitely draws us for that reason. Um, and also, like, I think we all really like the Midwest and we all really like Ohio and that the nature that is around here. And I don't think that that will be lost in Pittsburgh. Or at least, well, like it's obviously um, a much larger place than where we live now, and I, I think we all want that because it's a little bit boring here. Mm -hmm. So we ordered, uh, but at the same time, you know, we we want to be able to drive twenty minutes and like go to a like some like forest or something like nice nature around that we explore. Uh, so yeah, I think that it excites us for those reasons. Yeah. Totally. 
And for me, Pittsburgh's actually closer to my hometown than, than Athens. So it's 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 kind of uh, uh, just a perfect like uh, perfect deal because you know it's it's got the scene, it's it's got stuff to do, but it's also has has you know some a lot of the qualities of, of Ohio, as Jack said, and it's just close to home. It just it almost seems like it'd be like idiotic to move somewhere else. Yeah. And it's got SPAC, too. So, you know, I, you, can't, um, you, can't, you can't beat that. I dream about the vegan cheesesteak that I had at SPAC's. <laughs> like, there's, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's very, there's very few, like, like, food um, places, like, from tour that I like. But I, I really, I'm like... Oh wow! Uh, one of them doesn't exist anymore. It's too bad. That's back still there. Y'all have to, you know, have one for me. been a really long time since I've done like a live recording because I don't have um, band members like in in the same town as me I've I've not been in a band uh, where the people all lived in the same um, town for 19 years I think uh, and even then one of us didn't live in town like the violin player didn't didn't live in town uh, she lived like an hour and a half away but um yeah, so it's it's um it's always like it's always definitely like okay, we're doing this like track by track. But um but yeah, I definitely feel that as far as um <clears throat> as far as the you know, the the theory that things can become robotic or or just lose their their oomph, you know? Um because 
you you do you you do start seeking that perfection or whatever and um and then your body just you know starts saying it's time to rest for a while you know um yeah. like we <clears throat> we recorded our newest lp uh you know a summer or so ago and um J Jason was behind the kit just like I mean you know I don't know this this fool was listening to like Rush for like three days straight and trying to do this <laughs> really like weird stuff and and you know I'm all for it but like then you know I felt like there was plenty of instances where we would get through a take and it would be like and we'd listen back and I'd be I'd hear like exactly what I wanted to hear out of it. And, you know, being a person that can play drums, like I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not, I'm not, not qualified to like say like, that's a good take, you know? Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't be satisfied. So of course we would do another one. And, and sometimes like, you know, I would look at him back there and I'm, I'm looking at someone that just got their ass beat, you know, I'm like, you look yeah. rough. Like, you know, we need to like get something to eat or something, you know, like we need to, we need to move on. But, um, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I love, I love recording. I, I love any way that you can put the sounds down. So that's, that's not a judgment on any way that anybody accomplishes that. But, um, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I don't know the album that you were referencing, like per se. I, I'm like I've heard that band and stuff, but um, like I often think about like albums that have, you know, a sound like um, Promise Rings, Thirty Degrees Everywhere. You know, um, like there's there's plenty of albums that just they have a sound that, like, you know, you you can't like it it's a part of the album's identity you know and um like i wrote haikus i feel like has that for sure especially mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah and it's just um yeah i don't know i'm i feel like you know maybe maybe nobody does know how they <laughs> how they got that you know in the end maybe it's always a bunch of uh happy happy accidents but um yeah um you know, like I said before, so, you know, uh, Zach had told me that y'all had a bunch of um, new songs and you've said that, you know, there's no real like uh, solid plans or anything. But um, as far as like loosely, you said you want to have a release before you leave. Um, is that just like another EP or like you wouldn't? I mean, you would think that y'all wouldn't really be trying to like, with everything, like you're literally about to move, like trying to like drop a, an LP or something. But, um, what, what are you like loosely planning for that summer release? I, I think ideally, um, and like I said, since we've, we've been a band for, for a while, but have like hardly recorded, we have a lot of songs that are old and that we still like play at shows, um, that we just want to. So we never have to think about them again. Uh, <laughs> and the like, the the demos actually, um, Blue Mirror Window and Broken are our two newest 
songs that we have finished, and Wake is the first song we ever wrote. So it's kind of, we're still playing like our oldest stuff that we wrote in 2019 and our newer stuff. So we just kind of want to, uh, you know, like polish up the old stuff and, and, uh, and, and get track it. So that way we can just focus on, on writing new stuff and, and putting new stuff out. So I don't know. I don't know if the stuff from the demo would, would end up on, on our next thing. Cause I'm sure that Jeff wants to, wants to, probably record and, and mix it in a different way but i think probably the priority is just like getting the rest of the songs that that we have out there so that we can really like move forward with with writing and, and recording new stuff yeah it's funny i was like um i was chatting with my friend luca and um i was telling her how and this is like this this conversation hasn't aired yet, but it'll have aired by the time this one does. Um, I was telling her how I noticed that a couple of the songs that I picked for the comp had the same beat in them because it's like I'm like I noticed that I had put this same beat in two out of like however many songs that I had done on this one release. And I was like, Ooh, should I change that beat? Because like, um, I, um, because like in, in only a few songs, like it might be more obvious, like, Oh, they really like that beat. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't even, well, I wasn't even conscious of it. Like, but it's that beat in wake um, where everything drops out and it's just that bump, 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 bump. Like that is literally my favorite beat, like out of yeah. any beat. I don't know it's why it's just oh. like, that's the one. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I, you know, I noticed that another song that I had picked, I believed it was the gene song also had that beat in it. And I was like, damn, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I just throw this into my own songs, like, you know, like a little more salt, you know, just throw it in there. And I'm, I'm looking for it in other people's songs. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I find it interesting that that's your, that's the first song that y'all wrote, um, because there's a whole lot going on. Um, when you first got together, uh, as a band, was there a direction that y'all were trying to take? And so like that made writing like a three and a half minute or I, I think it's about that. Right. Um, song with all these parts, like, or was it just like, here, here's the idea, screamo and then see what happens. Yeah. We formed under the, under the pretense of being like a state faults ripoff band. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then, so the goal is basically just, just to make screamo music and, and have fun. And Wake uh, has gone through like a lot of changes since since 2019. Like the little like sections with the with like the interlocking leads. I think we we only those like uh, late last yeah, year. Yeah, like late last year. Yeah, I don't, we we definitely like made some key changes with Wake. Where not literal key changes, but some uh, choice changes uh, to that song. Uh, because it actually was m much more like the same riff, the same beat, like for the the whole song. It really was kind of just one thing, and then we added a couple parts to sort of break it up, give some room to breathe. I think, uh, and then I feel like 
Lane's songwriting style developed over the years to become this more like fragmented style and like there's a lot of like time changes and stuff that we don't even like we'll just like stop and go into a different time signature a different tempo or something uh and i i i definitely really appreciate that aspect of their song i think that i want to like explore that more with our our new our newer stuff yeah it's it's um I think it's like it's it's obvious in the songwriting that they like you know are trying to like jo- jostle you you know you as a listener around a little bit um and um yeah that's something that's difficult to do sometimes when someone is just is strictly writing the songs on guitar and then presenting them but like y'all like all living together and and you know you you express that the songs have changed shape a bit over the last, um, which I, I always find interesting because, you know, sometimes, uh, there's a, there's a tendency as a band for it to be like when the song is quote unquote finished, then the song is just like, that's just the way the song is for, uh, for forever, you know? Um, but you're talking about like, you've literally been playing the song for like a year or longer. And then it's just like, before you're sort of getting set to record it, y'all are all like, okay, we have to shape this out a little differently. Yeah, I guess that's just one of, that was um, kind of a luxury of, of never getting a chance to really record is cause you know, no, I guess, in terms of the of the process and like having your end goal to be having something recorded and out there like it's not truly finished until it's recorded i guess in my mind and so we just i don't know we we try to change stuff if if we're if we're not feeling it you know and so and also i mean like a big thing was jeff only joined the band i don't know what is it like a year a little bit more than a year ago probably i think it's been a little over a year uh and so before that, it was just me, Lane, and Emma, no bass, and uh, it never really felt finished. At you know, yeah, <laughs> when when we were doing that, we were our plan was always to get a bassist. We just never could find one that that worked for us. Uh, and so, like once we got Jeff, I think it finally felt like okay, we're a real band. We're gonna record stuff. It's time to lock down like the songs. And stuff and I feel like we went into a more serious mode um, you know when we when we found him uh, so yeah yeah and per per what we were saying earlier um, when when Jeff joined a lot of the shit that we had in the songs that like didn't musically like make sense or could change to make more musical sense like he like immediately recognized those things and like helped us kind of like uh, uh, hone the songwriting a little bit so that, like, I don't know, it was, uh, you know, just made more musical sense. Yeah. yeah that, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that, like, he kind of, he can, like, perceive when things, like, aren't, aren't quite right better than I can, especially because, like, when I, I, I really need to change this, but when I write, like, I don't really write to a metronome or anything. I just, like, I just play. And so sometimes, like the the things that I 
approach the band with are just they're like uh they they are literally like almost un, like unplayable as a as a full band just because they're they're like wrong oh but see then i love that though work it out <laughs> cool like that. yeah like i like i love that there's like you know parts where it's like i'm sure you can do this like with click or whatever i mean it's you know you have to be able to do this where you like you know make the click drag out over a certain or whatever you know but like i i just i just love that like i you know oh when something's going on and then you just like slow the guitar down like in a almost an inconsistent like um part and uh yeah i don't know no i think nobody else likes to record to that but uh it's just like um I don't know. I I think that sometimes like when things sound like they're going to come apart like is is a uh, I just think there's a there can be a really beautiful uh uh quality to that, you know. I don't know. Totally. Um but yeah, I I I totally especially as a bass player, I think I understand where all of that's coming from because there's a thing a lot of times like because sometimes the, the bass will be the last thing to come into the instrumentals, like with our stuff. And mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of times when I'm like, I like, I'm like, these guitars sound sloppy as fuck. Like, what is going on? Because it just like, I don't know, bass just does that. It just shows you yeah. the middle. And it's just like, oh, mm -hmm. no, those guitars are actually pretty tight. They just weren't <laughs> like down to the nanosecond and the bass like, fills this space that says right. like oh no like everything's good you know um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know so like yeah it makes sense as 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 a you know as a bass player as the person who with the recording background and whatnot that you know that that uh that you know jeff would sort of center the the band in that way or whatever mm -hmm. um but yeah um so is 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 everyone like finish finishing school is that what the, the 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 has made the plan to move in the summer like is that what put that time frame on that or is everyone already all done with everything and it's just like let's wait till summer uh yeah i mean it's pretty much that like lane is finishing up and i am dropping out uh like with the possible intent of going back later uh but i like just feel a strong need to to leave uh this place it's a little suffocating it's it's too small it's just not there's not and and now that the band thing is like i, I don't know obviously a band kind of starts as a flip thing and uh we definitely all started it like just as a fun thing to do uh, but now it's like more of a, a passion and I think we all want to pursue to a, a more serious degree uh, and just where we can take it. Like, I think for that reason, it feels pretty uh, like we need to imminently change where we are to, to get to a place where it's where we can just do more as a band. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely, like, something to be said for, you know, location 
as far as, you know, stuff like that, like different cut types of opportunities and, and whatnot. I mean, you can obviously, and you have like made like good music, like from wherever you are, but, um, but yeah, the, there's, there's just, it's like uh, where I am, you know, there's just like, I've never, there's never been like a very strong music scene like not since you know the late 90s when I was you know doing like shows at my old place and um like it's yeah it's 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 been it's been strange to like um find all these different ways to like keep making music and stuff but um as as like someone that didn't start touring and stuff when uh I was like younger that that's pr- probably like one of my only like regrets or whatever is is just because like when I was younger and I didn't have like fa- family obligations and stuff like that I didn't just go and do what it sounds like y'all are wanting to do which is just like okay like now's the time we're going to go and do this. We're going to move to the city and we're going to like, we're going to record our songs. We're going to play our songs for people and we're going to see what happens, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that, um, I hope that it, it's awesome for y'all. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like you mentioned, um, you have the songs that you're trying to record and then y'all have the big move, uh, plan for the summer um are there any other plans for the band like any um like y'all have posted some shows on on your instagram page and stuff but are there any other like bigger plans that y'all can talk about before uh we take off um i think we definitely um sorry about my cat (laughs) (laughs) no worries um we definitely want to i think go on another tour even if it's just like a weekend or two before we uh uh move to pittsburgh but there's nothing like concrete really it's just kind of something that we hope to do and have talked to some friends about maybe doing together for sure and yeah. um can people still pick up the tape we have a bunch of tapes but okay. i don't think like shipping so if someone's at a show over the next like few months i'm sure that we will have tapes but Right now, we don't have the, the the anything set up to to ship stuff. Yeah, I, 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 though I'm not really opposed to like shipping if like if someone really wanted one. Yeah, of course. Uh, I would I would probably ship them one, but we don't have anything like in place for that. Yeah, like a storefront or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and you 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 got to be careful with you got to be careful with Bandcamp now since they lowered yeah. that that. Uh, <laughs> threshold to six hundred dollars so you'll end up you know you're trying to sell a a tape for seven dollars and you'll end up owing the government money (laughs) do you uh, mind do you mind if i ask you a question sure sure part ways so about uh maybe two-ish years ago i ordered a youth novel seven inch off of discogs okay um uh when it came, it came with a note, and it was like, I'm sorry I didn't have the right color. Here's, like, 
five other little EPs for free. Um, and I was just wondering if that was you. Because some of it was like Como Regalia stuff. And um, I, I have them here. Uh, but that's that happen? That sounds right. That sounds that's about... A, that's, that's like ever happened. That note was so sweet. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. I wanted to write back and like write a thank you note, but I, uh, I, I never got around to it. And I, I think about that frequently. I'm like, I wish I would have written a thank you note because <laughs> that was seriously so sweet. Yeah, that, all- that sounds... That tracks. Um, yeah, I think... I think like... Uh, I... I in a in an unusual turn of events, I think I ran out of actually the black vinyl versions of that way before the other the other version. Mm-hmm. Was it so? Did you get the splatter version or whatever? Um, one second, I have it right here. Let me look. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember when this happened. It was like Lane was very excited about it i mean it, it really like just made my my day and week i don't know who else would have all these coma regalia records yeah i got the splatter yeah yeah see so that's the thing that happened is like you know um like i said like in a in a turn of events that almost never happens you know when you run out of the uh the black ver- black vinyl version before you run out of the really cool colored version you know um yeah so i it was like, how the fuck did that happen, you know? And so yeah. I just was like, oh, yeah, here, here. Takes, the irony takes- of that is that I didn't even know or remember which color I ordered. Oh. You, <laughs> so it really, I mean, uh, it, it didn't matter to me at all. And I, I don't know, it was just, it was so sweet. Yeah, because the, the, that's the thing about Discogs too is like you, you really have to like be paying attention to know like – um, because some of the item descriptions will be so long, so the color will be all the way at the end and it'll just be like mm-hmm. three, three parts of the thing. It's like when I'm listing stuff, I have to like be so like, like eagle eye, like make sure I know exactly which version, you know, and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it, it's not surprising that you were like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah that's really I- cool. And um, I'm glad that I'm glad that made your day. Like, and uh, hopefully, you know, some of the other some of the other records got some play too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's been great uh, chatting with y'all. Is there anything else that we should chat about before we take off? I think I don't know. I think that we don't. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have that much to like uh, promote. I mean, we have some shows coming up. Uh, we're about to announce like a very big show that I can't you know say what it is yet but um so that'll be cool i guess if anyone's listening to this go to our page you'll probably know what i'm talking about uh um we're gonna do another print run of shirts at some point coming up here uh so hopefully that'll be you know on the on the near horizon but otherwise that's that's pretty much it and i I think for this run of shirts um we've talked here and there about like doing pre-orders because we ran out of shirts like really fast, and um, I don't know, we we think it would be it would make sense to for people who who are aware of us and and know that they want a shirt for them to make sure that they get one, and then we'll you know have more to sell at shows and stuff. So I guess maybe be on the lookout for for shirt pre-orders. 
And that was my conversation with Lane and Jack of Kaiba. Thanks so much to the both of you for taking the time to chat with me. All the best on your new journey in Pittsburgh. Say hi to the short fictions for me. Thanks also to everyone listening at home. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash human machine and check out what else we've got going on. Until next time, take care and do good things. Yeah.